Welcome back to the Turn on the Music podcast. We have another artist spotlight today, and to help me with that artist spotlight, as always, is my good friend CJ. Sir, how are you today? Doing all right. How about yourself? I'm doing okay. It's been a crazy week, and I'm exhausted, but other than that, I'm good. Yeah. And I just kept pushing this on you, you know, later and later and later yep, in the day. Yep. And then, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> let's do it now. And it's, let's do it now. So it's about the time that we normally would do it, right. which is good. So, yeah. so who are we talking about today? So we're going to kind of talk about Sarah Watkins okay. and where she kind of came from. But she's in the, uh, she kind of balances between folk country and i think they they call her americana but she well her latest albums are being more put down as singer songwriter so we're going to talk about sarah watkins and where she came from yeah and and i'll have to tell you like her there's a lot there there's there's a a huge range at least from what i've heard so far of her yes i'm I'm excited to, to discuss that um but before we get into that what are you listening to this week anything in particular Besides listening to Sarah Watkins, it just kind of put her in my head because I have been listening to her for a while. Um, not too much because I've been working remotely, so I haven't had the opportunity to throw some music up in the car. Right, right. Um, uh, so, but I've been kind of doing a lot of Sarah Watkins, and then uh, we will be talking about them, but I've been listening to Nickel Creek actually mm-hmm. a lot. Yep. Yeah, I've been kind of on them. Yeah, I you know, I'll, and I, I'll be honest with you, I hadn't heard of um, either of them, um, and I'll tell a little bit more about that later. But um, for me, I've been so I I don't listen to music in the car because I don't know, I, I can't get into it in the car, so I do a lot of podcasts or silence. Um, but I've been getting into um, Snarky Puppy lately. It's a band that I've been looking to get into for a long time. And I've heard about them, and I just I never took the time to listen to them. So um, I finally last night for the first time went, all right, let's start looking at Snarky Puppy. I also, um, as of because of our last um, episode, I made a Dave Matthews Band um, playlist. <laughs> I'm impressed. Um, How that must have been difficult to do. It was, you know, what making the playlist wasn't bad. Actually, listening to the playlist was a lot more difficult. Yeah. Um, so what I did was I went through and because I'm, I'm a big Mythbusters fan, and one of the things Jamie Heineman always says is if it's worth doing, it's worth overdoing. So I took every live album that they have and I put it on this playlist, thirty six hours long. <laughs> wow. So um, so yeah. So I I I started with um, I think the earliest live recording was ninety five, and um, yeah, not a fan, but. Uh, we'll 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 have a special episode, I think, on on Dave Matthews Band, and because I am actually able to put into words now why I don't like it. So and and I and as we said, that's that's awesome. Yep. And I think that if we do that episode, we do need to consider bringing Rachel back to talk more Absolutely. about that. Absolutely. Yeah. Her uh, uh, not liking saxophone and see if she uh right took an opportunity to see if she likes it. Yeah. Uh, you said snarky puppy. S- snarky puppy. What kind of genre of music is it's that? It's jazz. Jazz, okay. Yeah. Right. Okay. Very cool. Yeah, kind of out there jazz. I mean, not like Coltrane out there jazz, but I mean, it's it's kind of in the realm of the Bela Fleck and the Fleck tones where it's, nice. you know, it's it, it'll definitely take you to a different place and bring you back. Um, but one of the things that they, they do a lot of is like concerts where 
you bring your own headphones and like so it's like a headphone concert as opposed to like listening okay. to the, so they're in the room but you have right. headphones so you hear more detail which i thought was kind of an interesting concept so yeah i've only seen that more with dance parties versus a live musical yeah. performance but hey listen yeah not a bad way to 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 do things yeah not at all very interesting so i've been teasing you all week about this thing that i bought for this episode yeah. um yeah. i gave up <laughs> and and you claim you're not interested yet the first thing you said was where is it and so you're you're clearly interested so one of the things we talked about when we first started this is um kind of a little segment of what are you drinking right so yes. we, we we've never started it so i'm going to start haven't. it today with something fun um so i have this uh, i don't know if you can see that it is oh liquid death liquid yeah. death so, yes the water yeah, so so for those that don't know, there was a, a Super Bowl commercial. Where, this is the first I had heard of it, where there's a whole bunch of kids drinking this. At the very end, there's a pregnant lady who's you know cracks open a can and chugs it, and at the end it says, "Relax, it's just water." Right. Um, so I bought it for work because um, one of the things that I, I have a weird job where I had the the office manager came up to me like my first week on the job. He's like, "Listen, I can't tell you not to drink, but I can tell you." Don't make me tell you not to drink. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's common for people at the end of the day to grab a beer, or, you know, a, you know, some alcohol. And I don't drink at all. So I have these, and they, they, they come in really funny flavors. So at work, I have Mango Chainsaw. And this oh, is nice. uh, Bury It Alive. This is the berry flavor. Um, this, of course... By the is, way, he's holding it up to the camera on the Zoom for <laughs> B, even though you guys can't see it. Yep. And the cool Maybe thing we'll is... Maybe we'll put a video. It's, it's a can that looks like a beer can. So yeah, and it's an aluminum can. The reason yeah. behind that was recycling purposes. Right, the aluminum recycles better than the plastic. So exactly, this, the company came out with it, and I think, I think the actor Joe Mangiello is a part of the group that um, does uh, that created Liquid Death, or he at least uh, is a part of their marketing and advertising team. And um, just like Jason Momoa has a, I forget the name of his water, but the same thing. He opened up a company, and it's an aluminum can so it's easily recyclable so that's very cool do you yeah, like it like is it does it taste good so i have i've only had the mango the mango is great so what what you should know about it is it's not like like a lot of the flavored waters that i have like the seltzer waters they're zero calorie but very little flavor this is a lot more flavor but it's also 20 calories so if you're looking still not to, horrible no not at all um it's 20 calories and three grams of sugar so that's not that's even not bad that's not bad at all so um yeah i haven't had the berry yet but i'll have it during the episode um, nice so well we'll have to check in and see <laughs> we'll have to check in yeah. so yeah so let's get to um sarah watkins so i'm, yeah. a, I'm a little disappointed though i was looking for something electronic <laughs> or music i mean it's cool that you had liquid death but yeah kind of you know it's it's fun because I, I i carry it around work I, I try to keep work you know as light as possible you know right. i've I've brought, you know, 25-year-old Mac laptops into meetings and taken the meetings on the laptop. And there was there was one day where, because they're 25 years old, like, they don't have a battery anymore. So, I, you know, I walk in, like, as the meeting starts, and I plug it in, and I push the on button. And like, all right, let's start the meeting. Wait, wait, wait. My laptop's not started up yet. And I made them wait for the laptop to fully boot up. And then I was like, oh, it's booted up? Yeah, I'm like, oh, but I have to open up Clarisworks. Hang on a second. And another two minutes later, we're, you know, Clarisworks. But, like, I... I you know, we, we have a lot of people who are do like a lot of stressful stuff. So one sure. of the things, you know, being the IT guy that, you know, deals with all the, the stuff that breaks, to keep myself sane, I try to make things funny. So I walk around with a can of liquid death. 
I just have an empty can now that I just walk around with and just pretend that's I'm drunk. That's great. Just to, that's just to get reactions out of people. So I love it. No, All it's right. totally worth it. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. so let's uh, let's talk Sarah Watkins, and I'm going to yes. kind of uh, bring it back to back down to like 2004. So I was living in Florida at the time, and uh, and I'm going to rub it into those who are nerds and like Back to the Future. I actually worked at the Back to the Future ride at Universal Studios at that time. Um, I got home late one night, and I threw on television, and I'm flipping through the channels, and I th- this was like 1 or 2 in the morning that this was happening, and I came across PBS. Now, I never put PBS on, but this one time I saw a trio, and I was like, oh, I got to give a listen. And the trio was the Nickel Creek. And I was like, wow, they're really good. Now, I've never really listened to folk music before. It wasn't my the genre that I went to. I wasn't against it. But I'm not a big country music listener. I don't really listen to country music. And, and listening to them, I don't know that I'd call, e- call them either country or folk. I, they're bluegrass right. to me. So and then we're going to talk about that. But they do. some of their albums are labeled as country albums, which is mm-hmm. I think is very interesting. Yeah. So... Now, I have a bunch of articles that I grabbed some information from. Uh, they're going to all be in the show notes like we always do. I have um, a few quotes from them or a few sections that I'm going to read off, and I am going to acknowledge them so you guys will know who wrote them and when they were from. So just to give you a little something about Nickel Creek, this is an article uh, called 20 Years of Nickel Creek because it was written back in 2020. Um the album that made Americana. So we're going to talk about Americana in a moment. But So this was written by Brittany McKenna. When Nickel Creek released its breakthrough album, Nickel Creek, on March 21st, 2000, the players compromising or comprising, can't read, the California-born bluegrass trio were anything but newcomers. Chris Thiel and siblings Sarah Watkins and Sean Watkins have been playing together since 1989. So they're all... so Thiel and Sarah were eight and Sean was 12 when they started playing. And I think from what I read, Chris was like their neighbor or something. Yes. Yes, they were. Exactly. They were able. Yep. They were young talents that already released two studio albums as mm-hmm. well as a handful of solo projects were regulars on the Bluegrass Festival circuit as they were older. A tenure that had to redefine their sound to a level typically reserved for older players with bigger discographies. Still, despite arriving with a page's long resume, Nickel Creek is still popular thought. Nickel Creek is still popular thought of as the trio's debut. Debut. I can't read today tonight, Hooked but their album phonics. Nickel Creek Creek is still popular, perhaps because in retrospect, everything about it seems to single a new beginning. So, I thought that was very interesting to learn about how long they've known each other because they're yeah. all in their forties now, so they've yep. known each other for. 30 mm-hmm. plus years yep. maybe more now i my favorite album which i go to for them is called this side mm-hmm. and that came out in 2002 so i, it was, I believe is their second album and i'm actually going to play the first 30 seconds of the title song this side because i actually really like their title song so i'm going to go ahead and click that on sure i don't think i i don't remember this i i, I listened to all of their stuff i don't remember that particular one maybe it wasn't in Kobas but it doesn't sound it might, yeah it might not be but this was <clears throat> this always caught me when I when I got to it on, mm-hmm. on the yeah. album
it's well balanced that song yeah yeah a- i do remember yeah now i remember yeah. that one it's a it's a great song and i think that it it really shows their their ability to play well together mm-hmm. and um and i and i just i i was always impressed but that whole album as a whole you know for someone who's not a folk or or bluegrass listener this this really um i really got into it yeah so I, I want to talk about Americana, but I don't know if you have anything you want to add for the. For that. Uh, yeah, I have a couple things. Um, so, it, w- what's interesting is about about three or four months ago, I got into this this app called Rune, which um ba- which now runs all of my audio in my house, and I, I kind of fell into the forums and I got lost in their forums for a long time, and what they do is every month they have. Um, a new forum post, you know, what these people are listening to. So one of the guys posted um, the, the Sarah Watkins, her newest album. And I looked at it and I went, oh, it looks kind of interesting. And I just, I put it in a playlist um, and I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll get to it eventually one of these days. And I, you know, when, when you said Sarah Watkins, it didn't click that like she was one of the, the lists of you know right. my playlist that I was going to listen to. Um so it was. I, I, I'm grateful for the fact that we were listening to her now. Um, but then last night I was re-listening to all of her stuff. Um, I had a, a Raspberry Pi failure over the weekend, and I fixed it last night. So in the testing process, I was listening to more of her stuff. So I hopped on Rune and I, I typed in, you know, um, Sarah Watkins, or maybe I typed in Nickel Creek. I can't remember. And one of the cool things about Rune is it takes your personal library, and whether you subscribe to Cobuzz or Title or whatever. And it, when you do a search, it searches all of those things at the same time. So I did the search, and it said, this artist is already in your library. And I went, uh, no, they're not. I've never <laughs> heard of these people before in my life. And I looked at it, and sure enough, they played on Bela Fleck's uh, Little Worlds album. Yes, from like thank 2003. you for bringing that up. Yes, yes. So, and, and now Bela's got this new album, and Chris, the mandolin player, has played on his his newest album. Um, it's like, I think it's Psalm forty six is the song that he's on, and the the video is really cool. Um, it's it's shot like in a in a mountain setting. They're they're in front of a little cabin, and it's just the two of them outside, like in the snow, like playing this track. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, my favorite um, tune from Nickel Creek is off of the Nickel Creek album, the the self titled album um, called The Fox. Oh really? Yeah. It's just it's just neat little like song about a fox who comes into the town and steals a goose and a duck that's great <laughs> and it's it, it sounds uh i haven't shared my sound with you let me share my sound with you uh you should be able to cool let me just share that and i will play you just a little bit the of fox went the out fox. On a chilling night he prayed for the moon to give him light for in many a mile to go that night before he reached a town no town no town no in many a mile Go that night before he reached the town oh. He ran till he came to the farmer's pen The ducks and the gates were kept there And he said a couple of you are gonna grease my chin Before I leave this town oh Town oh, town oh A couple of you are gonna grease my chin Before I leave this town oh So it talks about how this fox comes in and you know steals the duck and the goose and the, wakes the farmer up and they they chase after the fox. It's just this little fun little piece and I and I, I like it a lot. So 
No, it's a it's a great piece, and I, I, it's been a while since I've listened to the album, so it was nice to kind of hear it again. But it, it, it their harmonies, the way they sing yes. those parts, is so yep. well done, and yep. and their playing is crisp, and mm-hmm. that's what's so nice about it. Yep. Um, and I think Sarah was about nineteen when this album came out. I yeah, think. they were young when they started. They were they yeah. were all in their early twenties or just before turning twenty when they did this album. This this their titled album, Nickel, yep. Nickel Greek. So it's it's just it's amazing. And to your point about Bella Fleck, as I was reading, y- you do go down a rabbit hole with them because they have played on so many things. And I'm not going to tie to touch base on that a little bit, but especially with Sarah. But they do they like you you go like oh they're here they're here right and right. It's very interesting. Yeah, and, and I, I think because like it's not often that you find a fiddle player who plays the way she does and sings the way she does, right? And a mandolin player that, that plays the way Chris does. He's amazing. Yes, he you phenomenal. know, and it's it's almost like Tower of Power, where it's like if you need a horn section, like you go to Tower of Power. If right. You need a mandolin player, you go to Chris. You need a fiddle right. player, you go to Sarah. Like because right. they're just they're just so good at what they do. Yeah, it's you know like why not get the best? And they all have their own solo albums. So if you're interested in them, go go check them out. Um. So this brings me to, we were talking genre, we're talking bluegrass, we're talking folk, we're talking all this stuff. This brings me to a word that they used, um, Americana, to describe them. Mm-hmm. So there's an article. And, and it's funny because I think that, not, not that I, I planned this segue at all, but I think that the fox kind of ties into that Americana because it's almost yes. like a little, you know, an Americana like kind of song, like this that right. they would sing, you know, down in Appalachia and whatever. And right. So... Yeah. yeah, the the, the article there's an article from May 2021 actually that was written how country and roots music found a brand new dance. Uh, it was written by Martin Chilton, and all I'm taking out of it is Merriam-Webster defines Americana music as a genre of music, American music having roots in early folk and country music. The panorama of these roots is wide, taking in country and western, Appalachian, gospel, roots rock, folk bluegrass, R&B, and blues. Americana bands are usually built around acoustic instruments but can feature a full electric band, which I believe they're pretty much acoustic. Yeah, it, it sounds like it. And yeah. very good job reading that one. Oh, thank you. Yes, I I, took, I slowed down a little bit. <laughs> so that I thought was very interesting to me because I don't listen to Americana, but I've I don't, listened I don't to either. blues, R&B, bluegrass. Like I've listened yeah. to a little bit of everything, but... As a whole, now when you hear that definition, does that fit for them? Do you think that that fits with all that they do? Does it bring all those genres together or some of them together? I don't know that it fits with Nickel Creek, but I, I think it at least like for like Sarah's solo stuff, yes. Yeah. You know, because her stuff is not bluegrass. <laughs> yeah. Right. Her stuff is not bluegrass. Her stuff is definitely more. You know, I, I mean, the, the Nickel Creek stuff that I've heard seems like. It's it's bluegrass, it's country, it's you right. know that that area. I don't know that I would call it gospel or or rock or R and B, but right, you know, but definitely like her her solo stuff, absolutely. And I don't know, I don't know a lot of Chris's stuff. I know he's an amazing mandolin player. I would think that his stuff would lend itself towards the country and the and the folk yeah. stuff. I think than, he's hit most of it's labeled that way. Yeah. So let's let's uh, move into talking a little bit more about Sarah Watkins. So. Sarah, so the band went on hiatus. Nickel Creek went on hiatus about 2007. And uh, they just, it was a time for them to kind of move on. They have a couple other albums after that and some compilations that they've been on. Mm -hmm. 
But uh, Sarah ended up going in and doing her first solo album in 2009. And the, um, they, she used Led Zeppelin's John Paul Jones to produce the album. Wow. Which the, her debut album is self-titled Sarah Watkins. Um, I got this from an article you know, kind of talking about her. It's, it'll be in the show notes. You can go through and read it. Uh, just like uh, Kyle was talking earlier, sisters, Chris Style, a sister and brother, sister, Chris Style was a neighbor. So going on from there, she started. I have to say, before you go on, like, I'm very envious of having someone like Chris as a neighbor. Right, exactly. I mean, I've, yeah. I, as, as I've grown older and now, now that I've moved away from most of my musician friends, I've always talked about like building a, like a music village. Right. And just yes. bring all my friends back and it's like, all right, guys, what do you want to record yeah. today? You know? Yeah. Let's just but play. Like, like, that's what these it's, guys grew up with. Like, it's, it's just not fair. And it's funny because that's a lot of what I've kind of read about what, what Sarah was doing. So mm-hmm. with Nickel, after she did the solo albums, she did, uh, she has about four solo albums. So she has, okay, she has solo album. She has a debut, which is Sarah Watkins. Mm-hmm. She has Sun, Midnight Sun, yep. Young and Young and All the Wrong Ways, which happens to be the one that people praise. They say that like she finally got her, finally got her niche into it. Yep. And then the most recent one, which came out in March of 2021, Under the Pepper Tree, mm-hmm. which it was, I was reading about it. Then they said that her brother didn't know what she was doing when she was in the recording studio, but she he knew she was recording. And... And none of them thought it was a children's album. No, no one ever placed it as a children's album. But because of the music that she played, and a lot of it is cover of, mm-hmm. of some of some songs. There's a couple of uh, original songs in there, but it it became this like family album. It, it's put out when the reviewers are like, "It's a great family album. It's a great family." So it's very interesting how. You know, she didn't even think it was a fam- like one of those albums. She wasn't going to do a children album. She just wanted to do songs that she loved. Right. Yeah. And then Nickel Creek does play on um, the song Blue Shadows in um, on the upper the pepper the, uh, under the pepper tree. So it's very it's a it's a good album if you have an opportunity to to, to take a listen to listen to it. And I will be will we be playing like at least one or two songs from it uh, that, that are both covers. And I have to uh, say, the, the song that you just mentioned, Blue Shadows, um, this might be dating both of us a little bit. Have you ever seen the movie The Three Amigos? Yes. <laughs> With Chevy Chase and Steve yes. Martin and Martin Short. I, I was listening to that, and it was the first thing I think of is, is them sitting in the desert, eating bats, <laughs> singing yes. the song. And yes. The, <laughs> yes. 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 Horses are singing along. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a little more info about her album. So she's also on albums called uh, two albums. They're called Summer Love Volume One, Volume Two. She plays with a, another band. She uh, and it's it's a, a variety of artists, but uh, she's probably the most prominent on the album. She's also in, uh, and I'm going to forget the name of it. I had, thought I had it written down. I'm uh, with her. I'm with her. Thank you very much. Yeah. I, I could. I'm with her, which is a trio of female artists. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to pronounce the young lady's names wrong. I'm glad I'm not doing this one. So uh, we have, I, I'm going to say her name wrong. And if, if someone listens to this and, and wants to send us, you know, a correction, it's fine. But it's Aof or Iofi O'Donovan. It's, a, mm-hmm. it's, it's probably Gaelic. It's Gaelic, and that's yeah. Why, yeah. yeah. And Sarah Jarose. 
uh, are a part of that group, I'm with her. To go even further, she's in with her brother, Sean, the Watkins Family Hour. Now, the idea of this group, which I thought was very interesting, was they were always recording and touring for their solo stuff. And whenever they came home, because they lived near each other, they would play cover songs of stuff that they loved to play. And they would just go to these local bars or whatever, or local places, and they would play music. They never were looking to record any of their stuff that they played in the Watkins family. Or I think they ended up doing like one album or, or something. Someone was like, hey, we're going to record you, you know, in the studio. We'll come in and come in. But uh, which I think is she's it's very vast, like what she's yeah. doing. And, and, and that's very Americana. Like, I yeah. don't know if you, you remember... Uh, the, like the Smothers Brothers show, right, like, right, right. Way, Smothers Brothers, like, yes. You, like they, that's what they did. You know, they would have a little talk show, but then they would, you know, pick up the instruments and sing, and you know, do whatever. And like that's very much Americana, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I listen to all of her albums. Um, I think all of them are very well done. You could definitely see mm. the growth from her freshman album mm. to her sophomore to her junior album. Her junior yeah. album being. Um, young in all the wrong ways. Like yep. you, you it, it's almost like a, um, a, a person going through puberty and going through teenage angst and all that stuff. Like you mm-hmm. kind of feel that in her music, which is very cool. Like I think it's great. And her voice against her vid- fiddle playing is is phenomenal. Um, yeah. I don't know what else. I know you have some other stuff you wanted to add and share. Yeah. I mean, are you, are you going to be going into any of the albums at all? I was going to go mm-hmm. in, but go ahead and bring it in. I have a couple other things I want to read, but share whatever you want to bring in. Well, well when when you when you get to the actual albums, you know, if you're going to talk about those, I'll because I, I took notes on each of those albums. So okay, well, I so I will read the other the next the next quote, um, the next two quotes because I think it plays a little bit to a conversation we had with uh, Rachel last week and a couple times that we've spoken. So this is actually an article from, and I think this is a great article. I actually read the full article, this one, like pretty quickly, and I read it again because I liked it. It's from String Magazine from 2015. So it is an older article, but, and by Adam Perlmutter. Uh, Again, everything's linked. So she was asked about her fiddle, and this is her quote about her fiddle. I decided on an English fiddle from 1910. It's not a brand name, and it's not particularly pretty. It took a minute for us to become really good friends. But after several years, we came to an understanding, and now I really love it. So yep. you guys spoke about mm-hmm. personifying your instruments. Yep. Um, you know, playing them, thanking them, mm-hmm. them becoming a friend, uh, yep. uh, a release. So That's really I, interesting. Right? Isn't that a great quote? Yep. Like a great saying? Like, hey, yeah, it took me a while. So I, that, that really stood out to me. And then, so I was looking to find out if she played other instruments because they don't really talk much about her playing other instruments, right? She really just plays a fiddle, unless you found other things, which I, I would be great if you'd share it. But this is a quote about writing. I often yeah, use I, the, re- I read this. I happened to sneak a peek at you your notes. Sorry, yeah. She, yeah. She, she says, I often use the uke for songwriting. I did most of my writing for my first record, um, Sarah Watkins, on it. It's just so much easier to curl up in a corner with a uke than a fiddle. And a guitar is too distracting because I'm not as good on the instrument as I'd like to be. The uke is a nice gateway instrument. I can play some really lovely chord voicings on it, less defined chords than traditional than a traditional functional harmony that melodies can wind their way through. 
And I thought that was very interesting too, because no, you know, I'm not a string player, but mm-hmm. knowing violin, viola, and understanding right. more about the fiddle, the uke is such a far cry. I think, in the sense of the instrument, yeah, not is this I a mean, plane? If you if you think about it, it's four strings. Oh, right, violin is four strings. Right, but I'm just saying, like in the um, I guess because genre music wise, I would have put a uke. Right in, in right. into Americana because that's you, you think more Hawaii and that I sort think of more culturally it's Hawaiian yeah. yeah yeah so I thought that was very uh, very interesting and um those it's just reading about her but I think not sp- picking out its particular album I'm just I'm like I said I'm impressed by her playing I love mm-hmm. her voice yep. she's someone that I could see myself listening to over and over because it's it's some of it's fun. Mm-hmm. Some of it's you can feel the the um, the emotion in it, and it's some of it's very relaxing just to kind of sit back and listen. Yeah, to and and it's it's very different from the Nickel Creek stuff. Yes, it is. That that's, and, thank you for bringing that up. Yes, and and that's one of the things that like that that was the first thing that struck me was when I I listened to her stuff first, and then I went back to Nickel Creek and listened to them. And then I started reading more about her when I found out that she was started with this group at eight. Right. You know, now I'm going like, all right, I've listened to her stuff. Her stuff is very much not bluegrass. Nope. Does she not like bluegrass is the question. Like, was she forced into that, that genre because of, you know, who she was with or, or you know, whatever. And then her her solo stuff is a chance for her to explore more stuff that she's into. But I don't still, know. If, it but, still has a folky side to it. Yeah, though. right. I think right. that's it so it's not. It's not bluegrass, but bluegrass is folky. And I think that's true. It's just, do you equate? So we were talking about banjo last week because Rachel Mm -hmm. brought, Rachel learned it. And do you equate bluegrass with banjo music? I used to. Right. So we, I guess they don't call it bluegrass because she's still playing a folk music. Mm -hmm. She's, it it sits under that Americana genre. Yeah, yeah. I, I hate to, you know, and, and, and it, it, but it, I, see, for me, it doesn't fit under the bluegrass stuff, right? Because you know, bluegrass yeah. is very much one five one five boom boom. That and it, it's not that. Her her stuff is much more intricate than that. So I I happen to have Apple Music open on my computer. I'm going to go into her first album, uh, her self titled album, right, and. Mm-hmm. It's down as a singer-songwriter album. It's not yeah. genre-based like bluegrass country right. or anything. It's singer-songwriter. Then going back, I'm going to go to her third album, Young and All the Wrong Ways. Mm-hmm. And that is considered Americana. Mm-hmm. Which, if you listen to it, and I think that was one of the songs I wanted to play. And I, I could play that now. Um, no, I'm sorry. This is from the You and Me album. This is from her third album, which let's go back to that. I'll tell you what that is. This is. This is, I'm sorry. The album's called uh, Sun, Midnight Sun. It's, and that's considered song, uh, singer songwriter, you know? So it's, she kind of like borders. And I think part of it is her singing. Part of it is her playing. And then Mm -hmm. she brings those all together. Yeah. So I'm going to play a song real quick from the 
Sun Midnight Song. A sun. I can't say the words apparently. So we're gonna do. Um, I'm gonna sh check out you and me. I remember the night. I remember the sound. I remember the light when the moon came round. The night flowers bloomed. The air so sweet. I remember you. I remember me. Central Valley sunshine. Burn out town. Make your head all funny. So you stick around. Dusty. How good is that song? Like that, yeah, just that good. first thirty seconds is, and she has really, her voice is really good. She has really great breath control because when she mm. goes to those higher notes, you could tell that yeah. she's controlling them, and it's not just kind of like, all right, I'm gonna go up there. It's like I got this. Yeah, and that yeah. What you said was from Sun Midnight Sun. This was from Sun Midnight Sun, and it was okay. titled "You and Me." Okay. Yeah. Um, so when I was I was taking notes on these, just please, yes, random share things. That. So. When I and then, and now that you've played that one, I'm not sure I agree with this, but for me, when she was this album, the two words I wrote down were angsty and emo y for, for, for Sun Midnight Sun, yeah. But I don't, but that's the that's funny because it was her self titled album, mm -hmm. then it was um Sun Midnight Sun, it was her second album, yep, and then her more mature music is the um young and all the in all the wrong ways right mm -hmm. and i i agree with you like there's yeah. a little bit of that emo-ish sound mm -hmm. to it and i don't know why i like it because i never really listened to emo music nothing against it it just wasn't no, yeah. the genre i listened to at the time but i like that angstiness that comes out mm -hmm. of some of these songs and yep you know i know you don't judge a book by its cover but mm -hmm. like sometimes the artwork relates to what the song what the album's about if you look at the album artwork of Sun Midnight Sun. It's a very like, like um, how do you describe it? It's very like, it's it's a silhouette of her standing uh, or someone else, but it has that grungy look to it in the graphics. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, so it's kind of like okay, this is my um, I'm kind of letting it out a little bit, you know, and which you know is totally fine. Like that's mm -hmm. the way it should be. Yeah, I do want to just talk about her under the pepper tree album and then share anything you want to share afterwards. But sure. I'm going to, uh, there's two songs stood out to two songs, two songs stood out to me. I'm not drinking anything guys. I'm just, <laughs> I can't speak tonight. <laughs> uh, under the pepper tree, just like I said, is, is a, um, a more of a cover album. It's her interpretations of a bunch of songs that she, listened to as a child and we have listened to as a child and I think it's very interesting because of her takes on the song so give you a couple of idea what song she's done pure imagination which we all heard in the original Willy Wonka you know she does um, the second start of the right is one song she does Edelweiss you know uh, Moon mm -hmm. River yep uh, I, I believe under the pepper tree is one of her um, is what her original song when you wish upon a star Let's see. Beautiful Dreamer. You'll Never Walk Alone. Like, so there's some really, you know, when you listen to it, you know the song because it's, it's yeah. there. So the two song, songs that, uh, I said it again, two songs that stood out to me were Pure Imagination and Beautiful Dreamer. So I would like to play 
beautiful dreamer so you can check that out i and if kyle's cool with it i'd like us to you know after the closing if you could pop in pure imagination of course I think that's yeah. a great song so here's beautiful dreamer That's the first like 30 seconds, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to just move it over a little bit more. I want to get a little bit more into it. So I'm going to go about 45 seconds into it. I'm just sure. going to play a few more seconds. I want you to check it out. It's just so good. Absolutely. And yeah. and that thirty second intro had like a splat a Spanish flair on the guitar. It as sure they play, it, like it was just, is, is that it, her playing or is that I, I haven't her checked. Brother? I know she had a bunch of different artists that yeah. you know assisted. I she said she's not a good guitar player, so I'm assuming it wasn't her. Because mm, be. yeah. But uh but just in general, the fact that she her mind took it to that aspect and it was just like yeah. hey this is how i want this song to go down so those are my few songs that stood out to me a few others stand out but just the ones that i wanted to share here but i'd love to hear what you have to say and the notes that you took down on these albums so the first thing that struck me about this album and i don't know if you noticed this is there's i at least i think it's meant to be gapless meaning that there's no gap in between each Yes. Song. It just goes right through. Yes. Um, and I have to say, I was listening to this one in the car, which I, I don't typically do. Um, but Cobas is, is what I use to play everything. And I have to, I'm gonna, I'm allowed one complaint per, per week. So my complaint this week is Cobas, uh, your iOS app is trash. <laughs> um, so I don't know if you remember back in the day, like when, when we had DRM in iTunes. Yeah. And if you didn't like register your your Apple ID properly, right. it would just go through and skip all the songs. Right. So I started playing this, and I have this all in a playlist of you know all of her albums, and I got like four songs in, and then all of a sudden it skips every single song, and it goes. The, the, Kobuz does this thing like it tries to like figure out like oh you're listening to this. This is kind of like this, and I was listening to some <laughs> other completely different person. That's after fantastic. like fifteen minutes, and I was like, "What's going on?" That's too so, funny. Anyway, apparently, I guess it, the way it works is if it doesn't have good service, it just skips the song. And I didn't have service for a long enough time where it skipped like four albums. Oh wow! So anyway, I get you know back to this. So um, I realized that a lot of this stuff was gapless, and I didn't. You know, and that that's that's something that's not that we don't do a lot no. with our current recording. It's usually just one song and the next, and then there's usually like a two second break in between the two songs. So knowing that she's putting in this gapless stuff is really interesting. Um, what I didn't get 
and and maybe it's just my ignorance is I don't know if there's a story or a a feeling that she wants as she moves you know cuz i mean these are all you know like like you said like family songs like is this supposed to be like just background music so there's no silence to help a child go to sleep or is there you know cuz a lot of times as a as a conductor when i'm preparing like um like actual repertoire and concerts and stuff like i think of what's a good opening piece how are sure. we going to close the program like is how did she how did she come up with the order of the songs or That's, is it just it's a know. good question. I mean, yeah. I, I, I'm not sure. I know there's a whole, if you, uh, we're going to link her, her website to it. Um, if you go to her website and you click on projects, it breaks down a little bit more about this album. Like there's a oh, lot of, I didn't of, know that. Yeah. There's a lot of I didn't explore her website. So that's, yeah. that's cool. I'll have to check that out. And I want to correct myself. Blue shadows, the song that features Nickel Creek is actually the third song and not the last song on the album. But uh, yeah, I have I read a little bit about that, and there, you know, uh, like I said, it, I don't think the intention was for it to be a children's song, a children's album, or to be seen mm-hmm. as a children's album, I should say. So um, that's a very good question, though. I, I, I yeah, I just, curious. I just, I mean, because it's it's a choice that you make when you when you're making sure. an album, like like the the default setting is two seconds between each track, and this does not have it. So it's it's an interesting choice and I, I just you know curious about it the other thing that struck me about this album and I think you hear it most in when you wish upon a star I don't know if you noticed this but I found especially in that song that her singing is very much like a violin yeah she phrases things like a violin would yeah you know it's it's like she almost ignores the consonants so she can get the right slide yes. like you would as you're going up a fretboard on a violin um that really struck me, and there, there are a couple other songs that on this album that she does. This was the only album that I really heard that that kind of a, 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 probably a conscious choice that you know she is going to mimic that violin, and I, she doesn't play a lot of violin or fiddle on this. It's a lot of singing. Yes. So yes. maybe that was the way that she brought in it's, that side it's of her. Very. Um, yes. No, no. I agree with what you're saying. It's almost like she's the violin, right? Yes. No, mm-hmm. I agree with you, and it's very. She sings them very lullaby-ish. Yeah. And that's why I was wondering if maybe this is meant like as a as yeah. something that you could play to your, your child as it goes to sleep. That's why there's no gaps. Because uh, yeah. typically you have, you know, I mean you have a you have a kid, so you know, you know, the the worst thing you can do is if you're playing something, have silence. You know, because that's a startling thing. And, and Victor Wooten covers that in his his book, The Music Lesson. You know, when they're they're playing that that gig and like you know that the character Michael is able to get someone to come over to the to the band just by silence. You know, because it grabs your attention if you're having all this noise and all of a sudden silence. It's like whoa. I mean, it it's it makes a lot of sense though to what you're saying. It yeah. is very true. You need to go from one thing to the other to make sure. You know, when you're when you're with kids, whether they're going to sleep or mm-hmm. keeping them busy, you want to keep it pretty active. As soon as you stop, they they. It's not that they'll they'll just kind of be like, uh, you know, and then they'll right. try to go on to the next thing. By the way, the music lesson, a fantastic book. So whether you're a musician or not out there, it is definitely something to pick up and read. It's just, uh, you know, I need to read it again. And he has a second one out, which I haven't read yet. I forget what that one's called. Uh, the Spirit of Music. Yeah. So Victor Wooten is a fantastic yeah, writer. I, I think I think we yeah. might need to do a le- uh, an episode or two on those books. 
Yeah. Um, so being a music teacher, just a little quick aside, I, I don't read books more than once. I've read that book 15 times. Um, and for a while when I had my studio of students, I was in, I was in very high demand because I played so many instruments. I taught so many instruments. I made that book a prerequisite before you could take lessons with me. They had to read it before they could, they were allowed to take lessons. Yeah, um, and it does, and you don't have to be a musician to read no. it. I mean, I've, musicians I've will had get many friends out of it. read it yeah. without knowing about music. You know, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's just it's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Right. Sorry to sidetrack, but yep. just we want to share those things out. Um, continue. You said you had some other stuff you want to. You had some notes yeah. about other albums. So um, we um, so we talked about. Uh, the Under the Pepper Tree, and we talked about Sun Midnight Sun. Um, her self-titled album, um, I, again, I mean, so it, it just every single album, and this is, it's a good thing, you know, because you know, I, I remember listening to, you know, groups like, you know, Bela Fleck and the Flecktas. I brought them up a lot, you know, and but it's like every album of theirs is different. But listening to them, it's always like you can tell that it's them. It's familiar. Yeah. Yeah. It's always familiar. Yeah. It's, you know, but they always take you on a different journey. And I think the the neat thing about all of her albums is they are so different and they all take you to different places. But she is still front and center. And it's it's very apparent that it's her. You know, she's got that that, you know. I don't know. It's I, I, I like them all. Um, I don't know that she'll fit into my daily routine of of artists, but I, like it is it was a great um, a great choice on your on your part. Thank you. Um, so, it's, yeah. it just to, sh- to, to add to your the, to her self-titled album, um, they do say that this is actually from Apple Music. This is whatever the blurb is that they give you. Um, uh, she was a mainstay with Nickel Creek, but she said she's often veered away from her bluegrass roots towards unfamiliar terrain. Yeah, so that's, that's that's what I was talking about. It's yeah, like, her stuff is like if if yeah. you think that you're getting Nickel Creek and her solo albums, you're not. Right. But right. I don't think you'll be disappointed with what you get. Right. She it, it and it adds that there's this is her first album. There's some modern pop elements, um, you know, and then you know to call it alternative folk or acoustic art pop you know potentially but they said that you know like we said it's very diverse it's it's not bluegrass it's definitely you know but you know it's her yeah so like if you went from nickel creek and then decided to listen to her soul album you're going to know you're listening to sarah watkins from nickel creek because of that familiarity in her Mm -hmm. voice or in her playing so yep yeah um did you have any songs that stood out to you in general or just as a whole, the album just kind of were. So I, I, I pulled a couple of favorites from each of them. I think I, I really like her, her bluegrass stuff that she kind of, like she kind of throws like one little like bluegrass, like sure for, for me, I, I think, yeah. you know, um, I, I think one of my favorites is um, on sun, midnight sun. And I don't think I have that album pulled up. Right, yeah. Let me see if I can grab it real quick. Make it quick so Zoom doesn't freak out on us. I'm just joking. I'm joking. (laughs) By the way, on Sun Midnight, Sun Midnight Sun, she does uh, the third song, You're the One I Love, uh, features Fiona Apple, which I think is amazing. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. What are you looking for? Uh, Take Up Your Spade. Oh, that's a good song. 
Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, the wanna, last song now. Yeah, that's a good song. Yeah, I want to play a little bit of it. And I can't find the album. Do you want me to play it? Do you yeah, just like the first thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's do it. All right, give me one second. I'm gonna get my music here. End it right on those harmonies again. Yeah. Uh, the harmonies, they they're so good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's it's something true. about about three people singing harmony that is just so. I mean, we, we talked about it with with Amber Rubarth, like that last, right. the last you know track we left with. It was it was three female vocalists, and yeah, I mean, just there's something about it, you know. And and it's it's whether it's three men, three women. A mix. It doesn't matter. Like yeah. it doesn't matter the the voice. It's just that when you have three voices together, yeah, it really is impressive because if you sing the right chords, it sounds so much fuller than three people, mm-hmm. and that's what's so, you know that's what's amazing about it. Yeah, I I found it. It's right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's the, it's the top track on the screen. I'm looking at right that's now. That's too funny. <laughs> um, Twenty minutes looking for it, and there it is. That's too funny. But it's just so when I found her, it it was a combination of looking for an artist to kind of learn about and share out. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it was I looked at Nickel Creek and I went down. You know, I always repeat. I'm repeating myself, but I went down a rabbit hole, and then her name came up again. And I never like it. At first, it wasn't a connection until that happened. Right. And then I started learning about more, a little bit more about Nickel Creek. I listened to them, but I didn't know the extent of their musical background, how long mm-hmm. they played for, how long they played together and all that, that amazing right. stuff. So she is, and it's, again, she's in so many different albums, yeah, compilations. She's mm-hmm. playing backup. It's just, it, and they're all like that. It's not just her, her brother, right. Sean Watkins and Chris style. They're all yep. just, it's amazing and um yeah there's a you know like and it's cool so uh, when you we're gonna like we said we're gonna add all she's gonna our her social media and her website's gonna be in the show notes we're gonna link apple music we'll link uh i think you're gonna link spotify so i'm gonna link spotify i'll link kobo's and one of the things okay, cool. that we'll do is um we're gonna curate um a playlist for all of these spotlight artists that we do so the, the songs that we've mentioned well, then we've played, we'll put in the playlist. So if, you know, if you want to hear the full song, you know, we'll, we'll have a link to a playlist inside of Spotify, inside of, you know, Kobuz or whatever that you can just click and you can go here and, and just like season by season, you can go through and listen to all the songs that we've played during these episodes. Right. And, you know, and, and share it with, with your friends, share, you know, and listen, we're not expecting you to listen to everybody and say, Hey, I love them. I love them. Oh yeah. Yeah. You're going to, you're not going to like something that we shared and that's fine, but you may find somebody else from that. Exactly. And, and going back to Victor Wooten again, we're going to talk about him a lot because he's He's one of the most amazing people alive right now. But his second book, spirit of music talks about one of the things that we don't do a lot of anymore, but that he used to do as a kid. And, you know, 
he he remembers as a kid sitting around the record player, and I remember doing it with my my mom and my dad too, you know, getting a new record and sitting there and listening to the whole thing, you know, and that's kind of you know that was the other thing that inspired this reboot of Turn on the Music right. is that. You know, we don't do that anymore. And, you know, the whole premise behind the spirit of music is that music is dying and that, you know, what we've done to music lately is, you know, and as much as I love the iPod, like I, I, I now almost hate it because I remember when it first came out, it was like, I can fit a thousand songs on here, but if I compress them, I can fit like 5,000. So I took my entire CD collection and I compressed it and compressed it and compressed it just to fit more music on here but it sounds awful now and it's like that's what the whole premise of this this book is is that we've taken the this music and we've that was so big and so lush and so beautiful and we've compressed it into these tiny little files of you know ones and zeros and it almost takes the the soul out of it yeah um i get what you're saying yeah that's why you know, I still I have I haven't set it up yet since I've moved, but I have a record player mm-hmm. and there are certain albums that I will buy the records for or vinyls as they're being called now. And mm-hmm. I will listen to that because of the fact that there's a warmth to that quality. But the thing Absolutely. is, that still is a digital process being put onto a record, mm-hmm. you know, and that's the other side of it. I remember back in the day when I was kind of learning a little bit about audio engineering And they were talking about how tape gave some warmth to the... And this was about the time I was learning about this was about the time that it was kind of switching more to digital than it was analog. And they purposely ran the mastered tracks through a tape deck to bring that warmth back. Yep. And it's funny because I I actually talked to you about this this past week. Um, So I... In, in our post process, the last thing I do once everything is done is I run it through a filter that simulates a Studer right. um, reel-to-reel tape machine right. to give it that warmth back so it's not just a cold digital yeah. signal. And it's a very minor little difference, but it makes a difference, I think. And, and we're not putting down digital music in any no, way, shape, no, or form. It's all. just that for people, we're, we're performers, and there's something to the feel of a live performance being captured. So when you record live, right. there's no digital aspect to that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's proper miking, proper mixing, right. and then getting it down to the master track. Whereas when you're recording in a, in a Michael Jackson did it and mm-hmm. we have nothing against him. I mean, no. he did it back yeah. in the eighties and nineties, yep. you know, um, he knew what he was doing when it came to yep. the layers and the this sure and that, did. but it was, you know, so it's, it, yeah, I miss that warmth. There's like yeah, I said, and and I think like if you remember when we talked about Amber, you know, those last the, the, that episode we talked about, you know, it was that binaural recording. Right. And the only way to do that is all the instrumentals have to be there playing at the same time. Right. They're not in separate booths. They're in the same room. It's like a concert. the The last track we played on that episode was Applewood Road. It was three musicians gathered around one microphone. You know, the entire album right. was recorded with one microphone. It was that, it, and, and that's what I love about this sort of stuff. And the Americana stuff and the folk stuff, like, lends itself to that. You know, where it's it's very much there's raw. Not a lot, and, there's not a lot of digital to it. Yeah, it's yeah. just kind of raw. And 
Yeah. You know, that's why I like I like there's an energy when you're with other musicians. Right. You know, I know we we've talked about doing duets because we're, you know, six, and we've done it, you know, because we're 6 700 miles apart, but it's not the same as being in the same room. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm going to it's going to be an expensive duet one day when I fly over there yep. so we can do it in person. Yep. Um no, it's I mean everything you said it yeah, 100%. Yeah, totally. Yep. It's uh, and and uh, this is an encouragement to turn off your radio stations in your car. Not that everybody's listening to the radio anymore because they're streaming their music, mm-hmm. but be a little um, adventurous and you know come down this rabbit hole with us and and yeah. find these you know these different artists because they're they're influencing the artists that you're listening to in mm-hmm. some way, shape, or form. Yep. You know, and that and that's the the other side to it, too. So it's 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 pretty cool. And, and, and you know, I know this is what, like our fourth episode, but yep. I just feel like as we go on week by week, even I'm learning some new things, you know, mm-hmm. each, and, and I am accepting that. Yeah, that's and that's what I want. I want because I learned a ton of stuff, yeah. too. And that's yeah. it's not just about me sharing my knowledge. And, you know, we're we're, we're learning, too. Right. So, um. I don't have much more to say about Sarah. Yeah, I think it's a good time to wrap. Okay. Um, In regards to our next episode, it will be an interview um, due to timing ske- and changes. Yeah, scheduling and stuff. It's Yeah, we're not sure who the person's going to be, so it'll be a nice surprise to you guys next week. So we're not yep. going to give you any kind of like, hey, this is who we're talking to. Yep. Yeah. Um, do you... Uh, do you want to read the closing? You want me to read the closing? Um, I want to read the closing, but I don't have it up, so you can read the closing. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Okay. Um, I, I figure I, I never want to do it. This time I want to do it, but I don't have it, so you can. All right, do so it. Just make sure it's up next time, so you're ready to go. All right. No, uh, <laughs> it requires effort. <laughs> Drink that liquid death. Just, just, just. <laughs> oh, did, how was it? How was the taste? It's of it? very good. Um, yeah. I don't know if I mentioned this, but this is unsponsored. So if you guys want to sponsor us, yeah. <laughs> we will happily drink Liquid Death. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Every, every episode. No doubt. I'm going to have to um, pick some up for the next one. And, the... and you can get it from Amazon or your local right. Whole Foods. That's right. Yeah. But this is unsponsored. Unsponsored. We, we, not, we need to be clear, clear on that. It's unsponsored. And re- relax. It's just water. It's just water. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Turn On The Music, the podcast. We hope that you join us next week. Follow us on Twitter at Turn On The Music and on Instagram at Turn On The Music Podcasts. If you like what you heard, share with a friend. And if you really want to help us promote the show, head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating. We look forward to next week. Kyle, until next time. Have a good one, sir. Enjoy Pure Imagination by Sarah Watkins. Hold your breath, make a wish, count to three. Come with me and you'll be in a world of your imagination. Take a look and you'll see into your imagination. We'll begin.